Coming up here on Locked On Big Ten, a big weekend across the board for bowl games in Big Ten teams. We'll recap everything that you may have missed from the weekend in bowl game action. And also, we've got some basketball to talk to as Big Ten Hoops starts up. You're listening in to Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, welcome to Locked On Big Ten. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about the bowl games that happened over the weekend, of course. That's going to be the big highlight of our show today. We're going to talk to people who cover those teams, of course, as well. But here, early in the week, start of the new year, wanted to give our hosts a little bit of a break after the vacation. So you're just going to hear from me and hear what I had to say about everything that I saw over the weekend in the Big Ten. Then later in the show, we're going to wrap things up. Big game coming up at the start of the Big Ten basketball season. Purdue and Wisconsin coming up tonight. I'll tell you what the Badgers have to do to knock off the high-powered Boilermaker team in just a little bit. That's all coming up here in just a minute. Again, I'm Nate Dickinson. Thanks for making the show your first listen every weekday, Monday through Friday. we got a good show again lined up for you today. First, though, we're going to get you through a short list of news around the Big Ten. We're going to get to most of the big news later on in the show. AP basketball polls are out for the latest week. Purdue and the Boilermakers up to number three in the latest poll. Uh, Michigan State climbs into the top ten at number ten. Ohio State's at 13. Wisconsin goes to 24, which again sets up that ranked matchup between Purdue and Wisconsin. We'll tell you about in a little bit. Uh, Purdue, uh, I'm sorry, Illinois would be number 26 if the top 25 went one more spot. They had the others receiving votes. Michigan and Iowa also receiving votes too. And Minnesota and the Golden Gophers receiving one single AP vote as well. Some really, really surprising stuff coming out of Minneapolis and Ben Johnson's team early here in this season. We'll see if it holds up in Big Ten play. In the other news around the Big Ten, a whole bunch of players, and this is something I'm going to talk about later on in the week, but a whole bunch of players are still declaring for this NFL draft that's going to be coming up in the spring. Of course, there's players not playing in bowl games last weekend that we already knew about, players who are now deciding that they're going to call it quits and head to the draft instead of returning to school for another year. The list continues to grow. Isaiah Pacheco of Rutgers, Tyler Goodson of Iowa was a while ago. David Bell we knew about, Jahan Dotson, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, of course. Uh, Austin Allen of Nebraska, Cam Jurgens of Nebraska too, Blaze Andrews of Minnesota. I mean, it's a big list that I've been starting to put together again. We're going to start to look into who, who's going to lose the most. And again, who, who ends up being the biggest prospects out of this Big Ten as we head into the NFL draft. Of course, we already know some of the biggest names. Uh, that's a little bit of a look at just some of the news around the Big Ten right now. Again, we're going to talk bowl games in just a second. Michigan gets blown out, and Ohio State wins a thriller of a comeback Rose Bowl. Then later on, we're going to preview that game that kicks off the Big Ten basketball season in high fashion. Wisconsin and Purdue coming up later on today. We'll preview it right here on Locked On Big Ten. Hey, Big Ten fans, this is Nate Dickinson here to tell you about an incredible new app for everyone who buys gas, which is a 
pretty much everyone. It's called GetUpside. Listeners make up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use our promo code SCORE and get a 25 cent bonus per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back every time using GetUpside. Just download the app and use our promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. It's stuff that just works out well for you and saves you money on the stuff that you're using already. People who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right into your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands, and just download the free GetUpside app and use our promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE for up to 50 cents a gallon off. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the conference every single weekday, Monday through Friday. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. We're going to start to break down what you missed or watched over the weekend. It was a big weekend to watch some Big Ten football bowl games across the start of the new year. And let's dive right into, of course, the biggest of them all, the college football semifinal between Michigan and Georgia. A blowout in every sense of the word, but uh, again, let's just dive right into it. I want to start by giving off this first little disclaimer here in that I don't think Georgia was really going to lose to anybody in that game on Friday. Whether you look at just what Georgia brought out, or, or you can be critical, and we will be critical, of what Michigan did on its sideline, but after losing to Alabama in the way it did, the way that Georgia came out, I think, was just kind of the way that everyone expected the Bulldogs to come out. This team was obviously motivated, but there was something more than that. A sense of just anger, a sense of such frustrating disappointment, and weeks and weeks of after that big loss... Having to look at that one in the loss column, really, and knowing that it came from the team that had beaten you so many times before, and honestly, I don't think there was going to be anything standing in between Georgia and another chance at the Crimson Tide. Now, you can talk about whatever you want with what it means about the off the field kind of stuff and how that actually affects how people get on the field and play, but it's when it comes down to it, I think, a legit motivator. Georgia wanting to get into that Alabama game again, wanting another chance the Crimson Tide, because for maybe the first time since, I, I don't know since when, but for the first time in a long time, Georgia's coming into this not only thinking like we can beat Alabama, but like thinking they should beat Alabama. Everyone's thinking about this Georgia team as the top defense in the country and top defense maybe ever in college football. There's that kind of accolades being thrown all around this roster. So you knew the expectations were there. You knew the expectation within the team was there. And I think that the Bulldogs really just used that loss a few weeks back to just entirely motivate and be 110% ready to come out and knock the wheels off of this Michigan Wolverines team. Now, Again, we'll talk about what Michigan did on its side, because it was far from perfect. But I do honestly believe that even if Michigan had played its perfect game, 
that Georgia was just coming out and giving it something a little bit too much, a little bit different from what we had seen before. I mean, uh, 330 yards in the first half, that's not something that you just overcome. It's not something you just stop on a dime. And, and Michigan, again, the defense was far from great. Aiden Hutchinson looked pedestrian in this game. But Georgia, again, just seemingly did everything it wanted to. That game combined with the Alabama game, of course, brings in the conversation of just like, is the SEC that much better than everybody else at this? I don't know. I, I It's a conversation for another day, but unfortunately, Big Ten representation, at least for national championship contention this season, is done. But uh, Big Ten lasted just as long as anybody who wasn't, again, in the SEC. So Michigan, again, with a, a disappointing loss. Harbaugh spoke to that after the game, too, said that it, it seems like this is like the start of where they want to be at the end of the day getting to this college football playoff and considering how long it took Harbaugh to get to this point with the Wolverines, it's a little bit maybe concerning about how long it's going to take to get to whatever the next step is. But Michigan's got stuff to look forward to. A lot of big teams have things to look forward to going into this next season. One of them being Ohio State. And let's shift over to that Rose Bowl game now. Again, Michigan-Georgia was obviously important. The football game itself, I mean, Georgia just came out and rolled. It's not all that much to get into. Utah, Ohio State, however, now that was an exciting football game. Utah takes what was at one point, I got to find the exact actual score. What was the biggest lead they held? 35-21 to 21 lead at halftime. Ends up being a 48-45 Ohio State win on the back of Jackson Smith in Jigba. Marvin Harrison Jr. hit three touchdowns as well from Chris Alave. And I mean, when you're talking about players leaving, not playing in these bowl games, yeah, Ohio State didn't have Chris Olave. Ohio State didn't have Garrett Wilson. Or, uh, yeah, didn't have Chris Olave, didn't have Garrett Wilson. C.J. Stroud, the quarterback, I messed up a name somewhere in there, I'm pretty sure. But go back and listen. But anywho, with the Ohio State guys out, I'm sure there were plenty of Buckeyes fans who were thinking, yeah, maybe this team's not going to be able to stack up without those key weapons, or at the very least... You were looking to see, like, okay, what's this team going to look like without these two wide receivers who are going to be in the pros next year? You get a little bit of that preview, and honestly, I don't know if you could ask for anything better for a Buckeye fan. You couldn't ask. I'll go ahead and say it definitively. You couldn't ask for anything better for a Buckeye fan than what you brought out there. An FBS bowl game record. 300 and, let me make sure I have the exact number right, 47 yards for Smith and Jigba. Marvin Harrison Jr., who again is just a cool name to hear from, gets three touchdowns as well. Travion Henderson run for 83 yards too. Ohio State's going to be just fine. We knew that already, but being able to see it here with a little bit of a, a advance on next season, it's really, really nice to just know that that's not going to be a problem going forward. That's, again, just a couple of the bowl games that we had here in the Big Ten. The two biggest, obviously, Rose Bowl, National Championship, Semifinal. I'll be back talking more about that later on in later shows this week with more people who obviously know more about it than I do. But Michigan, obviously, embarrassed. Ohio State, extremely impressive. C.J. Stroud's final line, by the way, 573, six touchdowns. Yeah, he's going to be really good going forward as well. Might end up with one of those Heisman trophies that he was unable to get this season. That's, again, a conversation for way down the road. Let's talk when we come back about, well, Big Ten sports tonight. Wisconsin and Purdue face off in a big Big Ten basketball matchup to start off the calendar in the Big Ten season. We're going to 
go down everything that Wisconsin will need to do to try and beat Purdue. But more importantly, is this Purdue team vulnerable to a roster like what the Badgers provide? We're going to learn a lot about that tonight. Uh, I'm going to tell you more about it in a minute here too on Locked On Big Ten. It's the new year, which means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting in shape or eating healthier, be sure to include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good that you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which are chalky or waxy or just taste like a bunch of stuff that got thrown together out of the forest. Built Bars contain 100% dark chocolate on every bar, 130 calories or maybe just a little bit more, all less than 200 calories, while getting less than 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. It's all the healthy stuff that you want out of your protein bars, but none of that nasty taste. It's all sorts of new flavors coming out all the time. It looks and tastes like a candy bar. When you try it out, you're going to come back for more, I promise. Head on over to Built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order, and try out one of the many products and flavors they have for you at Built Bar. Back in here on Locked On Big Ten, wrapping things up, talking about a big matchup on the hardwood here tonight in the Big Ten. As we start the conference season, Purdue hosts Wisconsin. We already told you, Boilermaker is number three in the country this week. Wisconsin comes in at number 24. It's going to be a big matchup for a couple of reasons. First off, obviously, Jaden Ivey against Johnny Davis. Going to be huge. These are two guys who have been tearing it up early this season, taking big steps forward and kind of leading the conference in kind of the headlines. A couple of the guys who have been doing it, we won't discredit some of the other ones who have been doing a lot as well, but being able to see these two guys and their high-powered scoring ability that they've showed off go head-to-head -head here today is going to be huge. Purdue has a lot of really good players who are going to be top-notch throughout this year, but uh, that particular matchup between these two teams is really the one that you want to look out for. Uh, otherwise, as far as Wisconsin goes, I'm interested to see how the Badgers end up stacking up against a really good team, of course. That's all stuff you want to be able to keep an eye on, but Really, I'm more interested about the Purdue side of this because the Boilermakers have a team here that's obviously talented enough to win the whole thing. That's something I think has been established from the start. And while there have been teams who have fallen off, Michigan we'll talk about, uh, but uh, there's been, I think, a Purdue kind of solidifying that at least the talent's there to be a real contender, right? Maybe they don't end up playing that way in March. Maybe they don't end up ever really even figuring it out to the level where they need to be that level at the end of the Big Ten season. But at least the talent's there. That's something I think people can agree on to an extent. So given that the talent's there, I'm really interested to see where this Purdue team's at in being able to handle a team like a Wisconsin. Because while the Badgers do not have the talent to match up with Purdue, they definitely do not have the size to match up with Purdue even. What the Badgers do have, and what they're going to be able to bring to that court, is a mismatch. Purdue's a very big team, very athletic, strong team. Going to come at you with also finesse ability too. We don't want to discredit that Purdue backcourt, but it is a huge, huge front court that helps make it such a big, big national presence on the court. But what Wisconsin is going to be able to do is play that smaller game, move that ball around in a more fast-paced, motion-y kind of offense, get maybe some open threes, some nice driving looks, 
and I'm interested to see how does a Purdue team that looks like it could be elite at some point face off against a Wisconsin team that appears to be clicking, one, not, not only does it have the tools, but it's doing things well right now. So how does a national contender or a team that wants to call itself a national contender go up against a team in its conference that knows it well and that is playing well right now? And by the way, also just has the kind of roster built up to take advantage of the places where Purdue maybe isn't doing such great things at the moment. If Purdue can overcome all that and handily take care of Wisconsin here, then things are on the right track. If not, it's not the end of the world, of course. This is just the first couple of games of the Big Ten season, but you have to understand we are in the Big Ten season now. There are only a couple of months left to figure this stuff out, and now that we're done with those non-conference games, we're getting into those games where every single loss that you're spending trying to figure out what's wrong with your team or what still needs to be tweaked out, every one of those losses goes on that tournament resume and can be the difference between whether or not all this preparation means anything or not. So when it comes to a game like this, Obviously, it's early, and obviously Purdue isn't going to have to worry about making that NCAA tournament to the end of the year, but with where Purdue is at right now, it has the luxury to be a little bit more experimental, but at the same time, the expectations are so high for at the end of the year that you have to be more critical with everything that doesn't look good here, and that's what I think you really need to take a specific look at and really a microscope at here in what Purdue does against Wisconsin. Not really in whether or not Purdue can uh, handle the Badgers easily or win the game. We know that Purdue can beat Wisconsin. The point is, what do they look like? How good does this team look compared to where they want to be at the end of the season? And of course, that's the kind of question that we won't have an answer to until, well, tomorrow here on Locked On Big Ten. We'll talk about that game and anything else that happens in the Big Ten from now until then, right here on this show. I'll be back to wrap things up here in uh, just a second. You're listening in again to Locked On Big Ten. Thanks again for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single weekday. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis from and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms.